0: Welcome back. It's the Dregs. My name's Aaron, the host of the Cascading Beer Podcast, joined by Chris and Luke, again, of Van Porse. Nobody asked for it, but here it is, episode two of the Dregs Podcast. Uh, The first time we tried a bunch of loggers and, uh, you know, we were blown away with the new loggers that are coming out of the scene and a lot of the loggers i i believe have kind of come up because of the economic slowdown due to covid which you know is the gigantic elephant on top of the world that we can't ignore you know you come here for the hard-hitting factual news and that's what we're trying to achieve here in this episode right (laughs) right chris it's it's big facts all the time yeah nothing but the facts man um so, uh, how, how's everybody doing? You know, um, are you still enjoying uh, some loggers from, uh, you know, from, from, uh, the guests that we had on before?
1: Absolutely. I've got another slack water on the go here.
0: Yeah. Delicious and tasty as yeah, always. Slack logger? Slack well, that's not what it's called, but I definitely should be called a slack logger. but yeah, you got to pitch that to him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's a fan of the podcast. Well, we'll, we'll see. So COVID-19 hit and, you know, everything shut down. And so the big problem with that is a lot of breweries around the province uh, have opened with uh, the idea of tasting room sales in mind and not necessarily uh, packaged product. Like <laughs> what happened, Chris? I mean, can can you explain?
2: I think it for, for many of them, it was pretty bleak, like right after they were told like, hey, you got to, you know, shut down your tasting room because uh, and, and, like I remember, said, and, I, and I remember too, I was
0: in Victoria for Victoria beer week and they had to cancel the rest of the festival halfway through the week. Um, Cause it? everything got locked down. So right. what day was that? I mean, it was like pretty, when, when It was were,
1: pretty instantaneous, right? Hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. There, there was like whispers going on and then all of a sudden, boom, shut down. What day do you remember what day that was? I think it was March 10th was the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, that been... sucks.
2: Yeah. Because, like, Vic Beer Week is, I mean, huge, right? And, and like, Victoria is kind of, you know, the birthplace of, you know, so many, like, OG craft breweries and mm-hmm. and the scene in, in many regards. So, yeah, that was brutal to, to see that they had to kind of shut her, shut her down partway through. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you know, for, for craft breweries, basically, like, you're making your most money from... Selling beer on tap at the brewery, shipping out kegs to many of the the rad craft beer bars we have around the city and and restaurants that I mean, now a lot more restaurants and and bars are having a pretty solid lineup of of craft beer on tap, which is great. But that's where they're making, you know, the best margin with their beer. So for many, it was like overnight. It's like, okay, now we got to pivot. Our business strategy to package product and for breweries that weren't set up for that like that's a pretty big undertaking to now say okay now we got to figure out how are we doing canning or or design labels yeah 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 or bottling exactly so you know for some like that are already doing a ton of canning and you know some are fortunate to have canning lines in, in their breweries so they're they're pretty set other ones like that rely on, you know, mobile um, canning businesses like you know, you can imagine like how tough it was probably to book a mobile canning company to come and 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 do a day of canning, right? Like the lineup well, for, well,
0: well, like well, especially since like in normal times, as it were, like those those canning days are like booked several months in advance, right? So, exactly, mm-hmm. it's very limited runs. But then um, I think there's another big piece to this puzzle too that you know m- makes sense, but was also a bit of a shock um, because a lot of these tasting rooms gave you the option to fill a growler to go. But province um, and a lot of other places around the world said like, "Hey, that's not actually a good idea." You know, they need to be properly uh, sanitized, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of facilities weren't, you know, able to clean clean them. There were a few breweries that were able to meet those requirements, but yeah, pretty much, um, yeah, there was no growler fills happening as well, which could have been a really easy thing to shift to. But yeah, it's, it's just like we had to take it to the extreme of uh, canning and bottling
1: um, to right. get any product it's, done. It's interesting that there wasn't a some sort of quick, you know, growler sanitization portable device that hit the market. Because that would have probably piqued the interest of a lot of breweries. Sure.
0: Yeah, there were some breweries I saw mostly down in the States where they would put the growler in a solution and then through the dishwasher and then through another solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them in particular, um, a friend of the podcast of mine, uh, Flying Bike, it's a co-op brewery and they put the call out and said, Hey, if you don't mind losing two growlers, come in, swap them in for filled growlers. So what they were doing was they were taking clean growlers from people, but then cleaning them again in their own facilities Mm -hmm. and then filling them up. And then it was just grab and go. So it was like swap a growler, but you were basically donating a growler to the system, right?
2: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think what was tricky was, you know, when they said, Hey, like you can't bring your own, every brewery was saying, Hey, you can't bring your own growler in to fill. Well, it was, it was Just, your own containers everywhere. Like I,
0: I remember going to the coffee yeah. shop and like, usually, you know, you take your, your own reusable cup in to get filled and like, mm-hmm. no, that was not allowed. It had to be a takeaway cup.
2: Totally. So then now it's like, okay, if you want a growler fill every time you're going to have to buy a new growler and I've got, got enough growlers drinking, already. If you've been drinking <laughs> craft beer long enough, you've got, you know, probably, Yeah five to 10 growlers that get used maybe like quarterly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you know, to buy a new growler every single time, like you're, you're not going to do it. Yeah. The shift to cans, I think for, for some breweries was probably pretty tough. I know some went to, you know, doing growlers, which is, Mm -hmm. I think kind of like a good in between, but again, like how many growlers can you really hand fill like in a day well like not still, not
0: only that like can you even get your hands on them because everybody needs this now right like right yeah yeah like right. No, nobody has a massive warehouse of like every can in the world just ready to go Um uh, mm-hmm. like yeah there's it, there's a ton of supply chain issues involved and you know i just i have to say you know like huge congrats to everybody that's managed to pull all this off and make this happen um in this absolutely point, right? totally. like a lot of hard-working people
1: i mean that with alongside all the deliveries they've kept us you know drinking a regular amount of beer yeah. throughout this whole thing so yeah definitely big props out to all the all the breweries for sure it might sound like a big surprise to people
0: outside the province but the the other thing with the deliveries um like there's a lot of places uh well a lot of restaurants switch to a delivery only model but the big surprise to me was when uh, the province allowed the sale of single cans to go with mm-hmm. your order uh, for for takeaway and i'm like yes that was cool so
1: right in the restaurants right
2: yeah 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 it was interesting they basically like restaurants kind of turned into like restaurants slash like beer stores a lot of cases yeah. right um the other in- interesting thing too to, to see was like you know when breweries were basically shifting to these delivery models w- when COVID hit breweries that already had there was some breweries, not many, but that had online stores. They they had the e-com, you know, set up live. Not a lot, but to see breweries basically, you know, over the course of a couple weeks, you know, build like an e-commerce platform into their websites so that they could fil- facilitate online orders and integrate that into their, you know, their delivery system like was was pretty cool to see because that's that's not that's not like a super easy thing
1: yeah for sure and they're like again huge props to them for the frequency of those deliveries they're they're beating amazon in those amazon prime even they're coming (laughs) you you order it before two and it shows up at your door at three yeah like that's that's some pretty good service but not only that it's it
0: was being delivered by like the brewmaster, the brewery owner, yeah, yeah, the sales yeah. rep—like you know—that wasn't like I hired new people. It was every anybody that had a car went out and did deliveries. So
2: yeah, Luke, did you get the uh, ABC Brewing drone
1: come over to your place or, or what? I did. Yeah, I heard a buzzing by my balcony, and then I remembered. Oh, I did order beer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a zip line down to ABC though, Luke. So. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. There's m- multiple modes of transport to get down there. But yeah, speaking of uh, brewers and owners coming by, I had uh, Cleet from ABC, you know, do one of the deliveries as well. Mm-hmm. dropped off a few four packs and had a little chat and those guys are awesome about, over there. Yeah. Their, their beauties over there for sure. And then like along, along the lines of like,
0: you know, many, many hands make light work, you know, and like just teaming up, uh, there was Loopalo came together with faculty Uh, Odd Society Kombucha, uh, Slow Hand, uh, Dickie's Ginger Beer, um, and they created the beer van. And um, yeah, Tristan from uh, Temporal Temporal Ales uh, dropped off my order um, from the beer van um, during that time.
2: That's wicked. Like, it just goes to show the collaboration within the BC craft beer industry. I mean, everyone knows it's obviously like, it's a competition for sales, but at the same time, the industry in BC is still, it seems like, you know, everybody is is still friends and like, it's, you know, it's a friendly competition. And when hard times come down like COVID to see them band together and say like, Hey, like we might not, we don't have the resources to do this on our own. And I mean, the, the breweries you just named, like they are, you know, more on the, the kind of small scale craft breweries for them to band together and, and figure it out. Like is pretty sweet. So, do you guys think these um, the deliveries will continue post COVID? Uh, I know some have
0: dialed back the frequency, and now they're only doing a couple days a week. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's It's, tricky. It's definitely tricky because because it's a great service.
1: It's tough because I think people are getting kind of used to the not used to it, but like people definitely appreciate the convenience of being able to Mm -hmm. you know order same day and get your beer later in the afternoon. But yeah, it's um, it's probably pretty good cost for the for the brewery themselves right so yeah,
0: but, but then like to that at the time of taping um we're only in what's what the our local government's calling phase three where places are open again but they're not at full capacity because there needs to be a social distancing within the place you know for the health and safety of not only the people going there but also the staff and so you know you're still not making or having the foot traffic come through that you normally would right that you anticipate your business to be at so I think the deliveries still need to be at that stopgap, But then even from the consumer side, like um, I tried getting into a couple of places the other night with some friends and we couldn't get in because they were at capacity and there was a huge waiting list to get in. So, which, you know, one, one idea that I, I floated, I'm like, uh, you know, remember the 90s when all businesses like had webcams in their business and, you know, you can just like <laughs> look around the world yeah. at the webcam. I really think that, you know, a lot of tap rooms and restaurants should really do that. Um, just so you know, you're like, Hmm, how busy is it down there? You know, like, is it worth my time Absolutely. to like go 20 minutes to go down there and line up, um, you know, and that, and that's for like businesses that don't have reservation systems in place, like um, some places do. Right. Cause this is, this isn't going to be something that's going to disappear by the end of summer. Like this is, this is going to be something no, no. for a while that we're going to deal with. And like, for sure. Just little things like that, where, you know, it's like a traffic cam report, right? Where you just like look in and you go, oh yeah, it doesn't look too busy. Yeah. Maybe we should go down and, you know, maybe we'll have a chance. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Why must the webcams be reserved for the, uh, the border crossing in the Coquihalla, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't really care about looking on, on, you know, my local highway as much. I mean, maybe Um, the ferry lineup, but (laughs) yeah, Totally. That totally reminds me, though, when you said webcam, that totally reminds me of like the only time I would ever do that is if I was, you know, you're for the local ski hills, right? You you go online, you yeah. say, is it snowing up there? Yeah. But yeah. this is the only other time I'd be like, you know what? I'd probably actually go online to see if, yeah, like you said, if they have a line.
0: Or, or just like, how busy is it, right? It's like, oh, yeah, there's like nine open, uh, nine of the 15 tables are open right now. It's like, yeah, I'll go down, you know?
1: So. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm liking this idea for more than just restaurants and breweries, like parking lots at parks during the summer. Well, you know, but you can't
0: legally drink in parks, you know, in a lot of municipalities in B.C. Um, The most progressive place uh, where we live is North Van, apparently, where um, you can um, (laughs) drink alcohol um, in selected parks in different and in some major parks, there's certain designated sections, but like I was over there recently and uh, they're actually near a lot of breweries and restaurants and a lot of restaurants have now they're set up for takeout because, because of home delivery. But since they have that in place, you can actually order your meal, grab some beers to go from the fridge and just walk over to the park and still have a nice time.
1: Everybody's been fairly civil since, right? Yeah. No, uh, no big uh, hoopla's going on. Well, like, uh,
0: like I was saying before, how it's like tough to get in with friends, you know, to, to a place like, you know, that's, that's the next best thing. Or, you know, it might even be the first best thing for somebody, right? Just put in a food order ahead of time, go pick it up, uh, grab some beers at a local brewery, and then you can meet in the park. You can still socially distance, you know, it's nice. It's summertime now. So,
2: so right now it's only North Van. It just kicked into effect, uh, into effect recently for, Mm -hmm. for nine other parks, but then Penticton's doing this this one month trial in June I believe too yeah right? yeah it's on the beach port. yeah so vancouver i mean we're we're close right they're they're talking about it
1: uh, at the time of taping yeah yeah i think they're trying to redo the vote that kind of went sideways because of an absent council member is that correct oh boy Maybe he was drinking beer in a park. Yeah, maybe. He <laughs> <people>. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he was so for the rule that he, before, before. I don't yeah, need to he's vote. i like this this, name, this.
1: voting it yeah. now. With my <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to go to the meeting. This is a total go. I'm just going to start. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Actions speak louder than words. <laughs> <laughs> and it all went sideways. And then, oh, shit. I think I was
2: supposed to be somewhere today. <laughs> But with this,
0: uh, uh, a lot of breweries, um, right. They, I mean, they were tiny spaces to begin with. Um, so how can you open if you can only open one table safely? Right. And, uh, we've now seen, uh, the province and local municipalities introduce, uh, expanded patios. So have either of you been mm-hmm. to expanded patio yet?
1: Um, not, not yet. yet. I've been by some expanded patios. So I live just a, a block and a half from Steel and Oak. And I went, uh, I went the other day to pick up a, a pack of their their new lager and kind of walk through their little new uh, patio, which is out, right out front of the brewery on Third Street there in New West. They've done a really nice job. I noticed it just, you know, a, a week or two ago that they were building it and it's all put together and there's... Obviously, the the tables were full of people enjoying their beer in the sun a couple of days ago when I went. But yeah, looks like a nice little spot. I'm looking forward to head over there in the next few days and have a beer on the patio myself. Yeah, how about you, Chris?
2: I haven't yet. Me and a, me and a buddy um, went for a run on Wednesday, and we were going to check out R and B, um, check out their patio there um, out front, um, and then it was either R and B or kind of faculty or electric bicycle, um, because they, they've all got kind of patios out front now. Um, but like, like you mentioned, Aaron, like it was, it was just packed. Like it, you know, it was busy. There's a lineup. People have been missing that tasting room experience. So yeah, we got there and you know, it was going to be a a bit of a wait. So we, we grabbed some beers to go, but I mean, I I think it's awesome to see these temporary patios now because really it's just helping breweries get a little bit closer to what they're, you know seeing capacity was pre pre-covid um it's still you know not going to get them quite there um in in most cases but you know it's kind of that best step to to try to get somewhat to the revenue they were making beforehand yeah
0: and if if anything like uh, like the timing of this in terms of the weather is perfect because um you know we are prone to rain here Uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And um, my only concern is like, yeah, this is a temporary measure until October, but like COVID's an ongoing thing and it is going to be for a little while. Um, So what is going to happen come October? Like are the breweries just going to have to shut down and go to a delivery only model again, or because like, like, like we mentioned earlier, if you're only allowed one table open because you're that small of a tasting room, you know, what, what happens then? Um, You know, I I hope that there's talks in the works right now of, you know, maybe of having, you know, an extension um, through to next summer, maybe of of having some breweries building a more somewhat semi-permanent structure with, um, you know, some awnings or some kind of covering. So, you know, people can at least still go and be outside and in the air, but also not get soaking wet in the process when the rains come back.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think for the way I see it is if, you know, the municipalities are uh, flexible enough and willing enough to help out businesses like these breweries right now by granting these, uh, you know, licenses and permits to have patios, I would hope, I have faith, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that they would, you know, make those extensions and sort of take all those considerations into into consideration, because that's what you do with a consideration. You consider it. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think I have hope. I mean, I think I'm sure a lot of breweries will kind of state how that's going to affect them down the road if they have to shut down their, you know, increased capacity, if they're still down to their, you know, the COVID restrictions. So I would hope that they're allowed to kind of stay open or expand or make it, you know, undercover for the fall when it comes and if you already had a patio up and running before COVID, like you're like, you're just set. Like
2: some of these places that um, some of these breweries that already had pretty big patios must be nice. Right. Like to Mm -hmm. to not have to, you know, kind of jump through hoops and wait for municipalities to, you know, approve these temporary licenses. For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think the largest patio in the province. I know that might be dog mountain over in port Alberni. Um, Yeah. They, they were still building it out when I was visiting them back in February. And, um, yeah, I think they said they were going to have 120 seats up there on the roof. Like it's a massive patio. That's, so it's
1: like a tap and barrel.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's massive up there. So, um, I mean, I, I hopefully like, yeah, I shouldn't, I should really check in with them. Um, and now that we're allowed to travel in the province again, maybe I need to go back and see that patio for itself. Cause it's got a beautiful view of the inlet, um, out at Port Alberni as well. So, yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, like, yeah, like we, we should all be really thankful that we've been given this opportunity to still go back and support our local businesses. Right. Um, even though it's slightly awkward. But, you know, these these are small, independently run businesses. And, you know, everybody, uh, I just hope, is treating all the service staff with as much respect as possible um, and really, you know, following the, the guidelines that have been put out by the province, as well as the individual businesses uh, to make sure that everybody's safe and, you know, like still have an enjoyable time and support these businesses because, um, you know, it's freaking tough (laughs) at the moment. Absolutely.
2: And, and tip well when you're there, because I mean, like you said, like, you know, it's gotta be a bit stressful if you're, you know, working on like the front lines at one of these breweries right now and and interacting with quite a few people every day. So Mm -hmm. what are you looking, what, what's the brewery if you had to name one? That you guys are both looking forward to going back to the most um well now that travels open
0: up in the province um you know i'm really wanting to go uh either victoria colonna or pan are the first ones that come on mine right so um mm-hmm. um I, well, how many
2: trip would be nice
0: yeah yeah because uh, i i normally travel a fair bit you know if, even if it's just down a, for a weekend down to bellingham to go visit my family which can't do borders shut you know, I'm, I'm normally doing something at least once or twice a month out of Vancouver. And I haven't done that in almost four months now. Um, so going a little stir crazy there, but, um, you know, understandable. I, yeah. But like, uh, I, I just, just want to go yeah. visit and, and support those guys. Right. Cause those are smaller communities. Um, you know, they make amazing beers and, um, yeah, just, I just really want to go and check it out, especially Slackwater since, um, I was only there when they were building it out and I haven't seen it opened. So, um. Yeah, would definitely like to go to Penticton, Kelowna, or Victoria. So, I'll uh, I'll have a look here and uh, probably book something in. Um, I have some friends that have been traveling the province now for a few days, and um, and they say it's uh, actually really cheap to travel around at the moment. Like a lot of uh, hotels have dropped their prices and um, mm-hmm. different cabins and stuff to you know attract people back. Uh, rental car companies are really cheap, so you know we'll see.
1: Yeah for me it's probably just the uh the local gang out here so that would be for me you know stealing oak and abc for sure and then ripping up north from here and going to dagrad as well so they got i think dagrad's building out a little patio out front as well so might just be kind of hopping on the old uh pedal bike and and heading to one of those
2: nice yeah, I was I was recently just back in Quinnell, so got to go to the, the hometown Barkerville Brewing, which is always oh, Barkerville, always a good time. Shout out Barkerville! Checked out their tasting room, which it's always great. Uh, whenever I, I go back to Quinell, it's always kind of one of my first stops in town. You know, I usually stop by the parents' house first, but after that, it's like I got to go pick up some some beer from Barkerville. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's good seeing the crew there, and um, they had just opened um, up the the tasting room to to have people be able to, to you know grab a pint there and and, and hang out. But you know, it, it wasn't too busy when I was there yet. I think now um, it's getting definitely more busy there from what I've seen on social, and they're working on you know building a new patio um, extension as well, which is great because they're you know obviously wanting to maximize capacity. So it was is rad going back there, but locally. Um, I've been itching to get back to to ABC Brewing, out in out in Luke's Hood, out in New West. So, right, right. Um,
1: Yeah, I think they got a little uh, little fake grassy patio out front, which should be nice. It works. And, and you know what? A Brewers Row visit would be pretty interesting too. So, oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. Although I kind of I'm kind of curious the lineups on Brewers Row because it is kind of one of the popular <laughs> yeah destinations, right? When people want to hit up breweries, um, you know, in the in the Lower Mainland.
1: That would be an amazing place. Well, for I mean, like now. we got a podcast now, <laughs> yeah. so,
2: you know, we should just walk up
0: and, you know, we'd be in the VIP line, like getting into a nightclub. Right. And so <laughs>
1: you don't want to pull that. Move. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We've tried it before with,
2: uh, <laughs> just sauce us under the bus there. Hey, Luke. Yeah.
0: So uh, so you mentioned uh, Barkerville and um, and we've, we've been talking about deliveries, but uh, mostly we mentioned like local deliveries uh, to us. Um, and, and during the pandemic, I've actually had a lot of deliveries from uh, breweries around the province because these smaller communities, right? Like they, you know, they got, they got beer, but normally that go through the tasting room. So they've pivoted. And a lot of breweries have actually been shipping beer around the province. I've had orders come in from Wheelhouse uh, up in Rupert um, Fort St. John, the mighty Peace, the brewery up there, Smithers, uh, Barkerville has sent me some stuff, got got some stuff, uh, f- yeah. From, uh, from the Island at riot and uh, love shack. Um, so I'm just wondering if you, if you guys have ordered, uh, out of city, uh, during the pandemic at all.
1: Uh, not for me personally, but now that you're mentioning all that, I might, uh, pull up a few tabs on the old computer here and, uh, make a couple orders.
0: Yeah, no, I was so excited that wheelhouse was shipping because like they, they don't send anything further South than Prince George. So,
2: you know, they only playing mm-hmm. like two or three kegs down when they're down in Victoria for great Canadian. Yeah. I mean, it's in like, we we're just so spoiled in the lower mainland with the number of different breweries here. Right. So you kind of forget about some of these breweries in in smaller towns, like mm-hmm. when, like when I was three ranges back, in Belmont, I, I also ordered beer totally, from him too. And yeah, yeah. I, they make some awesome beer when, when I just walked into the BCL, when I was in Quinella, like you just see on the shelves, like all these breweries that, you know, you would not see down here on any of the shelves um, Mm -hmm. for the, for the most part. So it's pretty cool. But the fact that they've been able to open up shipping around the province, I'm sure it's costing a pretty penny, but Oh yeah. You know, kind of necessary in these times.
0: Yeah. And I actually did a virtual tasting with wheelhouse as well, where, um, Craig uh, put together a, uh, a virtual taster pack, and a bunch of people placed some orders. Uh, we gave everybody two weeks heads up, and uh, they delivered uh, on time to everybody. And everybody tuned into the live stream with Craig and I, and we all tried the beers together on the live stream. And yeah, that was that was a great experience.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. How you know all these breweries are catering to the situation and kind of making the best of it and like bending over backwards to make the experience awesome for all the customers. Right. I want those breweries to bring
2: back the, uh, I don't know if they've done it in the last year or two, but that, that for the North collaboration pack. Oh yeah. That they did a few years ago. They, they did a couple of them. That was awesome as wheelhouse Barkerville, um, three ranges. And I am definitely forgetting the other one, but four kind of breweries from Northern BC It was probably Trench. Uh, you didn't mention trench trench would have been one crossroads potentially oh uh yeah i think it was actually before crossroads opened though right. at least right. the ones that i had tried
1: but yeah that was a pretty cool initiative that was that uh, that was one of the first uh Poor's things that i came on to i remember we did that at your uh your place in burnaby there Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah luke basically that set Fort up a, North full, pack. Uh,
2: a, a full studio in 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 my basement suite lit up the place with half a dozen lights and and made it look
1: like a studio <laughs>
2: right so all right guys um i mean
0: yeah i, I just i'm really hopeful that uh you know uh, i mean there's definitely going to be some bumpy patches ahead here it's you know just up to how everybody behaves and 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 stays uh within the guidelines the province sent out um from the you know, from the health minister which which is really going to dictate how things go here in the next few months um but um, I, I just really hope that everybody is supporting their local brewery. Um, and then not only that, go to your independent liquor store too, because, um, a lot of the beers from those smaller communities, they do single runs down and you might be surprised Mm -hmm. what you find from time to time. I mean, Slackwater is actually in a lot of, um, Vancouver liquor stores that I've found. um, right. Um, I think there's some Barkerville coming back, um, here and there, um, you know, so I mean, de- definitely have a look and if you can't find it, um, I definitely recommend if, if there's a brewery still doing it, ordering one of their packs and having it mailed to you. I mean, yeah, the shipping is a bit costly on it. Um, but you know, it's not cheap to send a large amount of liquid to you. So, but, um, I mean, you still get to try something like, uh, like with that, uh, virtual tasting, I'd say a good 80% of people that bought the packs and tuned in on the live stream had actually never tried wheelhouse before. So it was a great, you know, introduction.
2: Yeah. And it's cool when you're all, you're trying it with a bunch of other people that they're trying it for the first time too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of hoping like as things are opening up, you know, and things like restrictions are getting a bit looser, like, you know, I just hope it's not like the scenario, you know, you give people an inch and they take a mile because wouldn't it be brutal if, you know, in a month we were back to where we were two months ago. So Yeah. yeah, I would just stress that everybody please like, take the precautions, still, you know, social distance mm-hmm. and, you know, where places are asking you to wear masks, make sure you're wearing masks. Yep. Um, and then hopefully, you know, these breweries can actually increase capacity over the next few months and, and get back to, you know, w- where they were pre-COVID. And before we wrap it up, uh, we're bringing back uh, everybody's favorite segment. It's uh, words of wisdom from Luke.
0: Luke, what do you have for us this uh, this episode?
1: <laughs> um, I can't wait for this. <laughs> If you're looking for a cheaper way to fill your soda stream canister, don't <laughs> just go to London Drugs and just get your exchange or wherever I mean, else you can do. Don't up your it. BB gun
0: canister to the soda stream. Like
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know people have done it and they're probably a lot more uh canister savvy than I am, but uh Well, well yeah, you've just, just been blowing hot air it. into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: or
0: or, or you got the little tube and you're just like blowing bubbles like in the bathtub just yeah
1: yeah Yeah. after about two hours of you know blowing carbon dioxide from my lungs into the into still tap water you get a little bit of carbonation but it's artisanal but it's not like the real deal
2: well you know on (laughs) on this note we're talking about carbonation just kind of a random question what are your guys' thoughts on some of these nitrogen infused beers? Because it it is, they're they're still still not super popular, at least in in the BC scene. But there are some more coming out. Um, I tried an, a a nitrogen infused IPA. It was a collaboration between uh, between Coast Mountain and um uh, what's what's the new brewery in East Van Container Brewing. Yeah, so it was Coast Mountain and Container Brewing they collaborated. It was like a hazy IPA infused with nitrogen little bit of like an interesting drinking experience. Like if you're just expect, expecting a normal hazy IPA, it's, it's quite different. Yeah. A little creamy. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but like, are you talking about like
0: uh nitro on cans or on tap or both?
2: Well, this, this was, this was canned and I know can, when you're doing it canned, it, it introduces like a whole kind of new new set of, of issues and, and steps to doing so so it's probably not the easiest like there's the nitrogen kind of ball like um that you could do or you're just kind of injecting nitrogen straight into the can Mm -hmm. i think on tap is obviously more popular right especially when with bigger stouts and you know some nitrogen infused porters abc i know they've been actually doing it with some of their hazy ipas on tap too but
0: they didn't they do it with a pilsner too Ooh, that sounds pretty good yeah. Um, the, the, the night, the nitro one that really blew me away. Um, I was down in the States and I had to red chair around Christmas time um, oh. on nitro and it was so
2: good. So yeah. that's a good beer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the nitro is nice. It give. I mean, it's such a different like mouth feel and yeah, super creamy and yeah. smooth. Right. All right. So uh looking forward to trying those beers. Like maybe we
0: should do it. We like, we'll see how many nitro cans are out there on. Huh? Maybe we'll do a, a nitro lineup next time. But, uh but anyway, Chris, one, uh, where can, uh, where can people follow us? What's, uh, what's,
2: what's the details? Yeah. So if you want to follow along and stay tuned for the latest podcast episodes, um follow us at dregs podcast on instagram and then um if you want to follow luke and i along with van pours it's at van pours um, on any of the the major major social platforms
0: and my name's aaron i do the cascadian beer podcast on instagram i'm at cascadian beer podcast and on twitter and facebook at cascadian beer Uh, thank you so much for listening episode two in the can and uh yeah we've been drinking from cans look at that done until next time remember support your local
1: I am over there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Luke, Emergency. Luke, I think you need the water, buddy. <coughs>
0: that, went, that went down the oh, wrong pipe, man. My bad. So so what beer was that, and should
2: I stay clear of it?
1: That was soda stream water. <laughs> <Ugh. coughs> you might need to change the
2: filter on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got it filled, filled up deep. Oh, the petrocan down the street. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they put diesel in this canister.